Hey everybody, welcome to Talkin' Stock. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back officially to season two of Talking Stock. This is the first episode of the season. We're so excited to see you guys. It is the 25th of January. We're just a couple weeks away from the clash at the Coliseum. I'm Kyle. I'm here with my co-host Trey. And Trey, how you doing? Oh, Kyle, I'm very excited to be back talking a little bit about NASCAR. We're right there. We're just a couple weeks away. Super excited. Another season's upon us. What's better than the clash leading right into Daytona? It's just got that feel in the air. Uh, we've got some unseasonably warm weather where we're from. Um, it's usually a little snowy, but uh, just like the NASCAR season seems to heat things up, seems like Mother Nature's cooperating. It's just got me in the mood. Uh, we're at that kind of that late stage of the NFL playoffs here. Uh, just a couple more games left, obviously, conference title this weekend. Then the clash will be between uh, us and the Super Bowl. And then after that, it's Daytona. So we've got some excited weekends coming up. Trey, what have you been up to this offseason, man? Yeah, I've been working a ton. A lot of 10, 11, 12-hour days. Big project going on at work. So working through that. Um, and then just watching a lot of football. Obviously, we saw uh, last weekend the Chiefs beat the Bills. That was a pretty exciting game. And Lions and 49ers also moving on. But we have to watch the Ravens play, which sucks. Screw the Ravens. Yeah. Hate them. Don't Ser like Kansas City, but crap. I <laughs> don't like Kansas City, but guess we have to root for them this weekend because there's no way you can watch your rival win and another hardball, maybe make it to, to a championship game. Yeah, not happening. Yeah, it's definitely tough. Trey and I, uh, Penn State and Notre Dame fans, respectfully, um, did not much enjoy watching Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines win the national title this past year. Obviously, the news is broke that he's going to the NFL. Uh, so a little bit of uncertainty following the Wolverines as they go into the new frontier, defending their national title. But I agree, Trey. Definitely can't see our Baltimore rivals and another Harbaugh in a Super Bowl championship. But I agree. I'm rooting for the Detroit Lions. Uh, I'd honestly even be fine with the Niners. Um, but really, all, all on the Detroit bandwagon. I like going up to Michigan International. So that's my connection to the greater Detroit area. And uh, we'll be rooting for the Lions for sure. Yeah, I really haven't heard anybody uh, from, you know, our parts of town talking about rooting for anyone but the Lions. Uh, obviously, Steelers have a historic uh, comparison to the 49ers being, you know, some of the, the biggest dynasties in the sport. So don't necessarily want to see them win it. But I guess if they make it, it's better than them. Uh, it's better that they win than Kansas City or Baltimore. So. But the Lions, go Motor City, Dan Campbell. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I have, I, I like where Dan Campbell's at with his whole coaching regime. And I think the, uh, I think he's really got something cooking there. So rooting for Detroit. Um, but as we kind of wrap up the offseason here, head in, we've got some new additions to talk in stock. We've made some adjustments, much like every race team will be doing this winter as they head into the season. We've decided to move away from last year's point system. If you don't remember, I would pick uh, a win, or we would both pick, uh, respectively, pick a winner and a top five, and then a long shot. The long shot's 
uh, didn't even count for points. And then we counted up our top five points and there was a four point or five point bonus. I forget associated with the winner. Trey will be the only and first championship of that season uh, or system. I'm sorry. Um, but we're going to move away from that uh, to get you a more better friendly focus on our picks. If you listen to the podcast, you notice our picks were very good. I think we picked somewhere in the neighborhood of like eight or 10 winners throughout the year. So it was very, I was impressed myself. I mean, for just being an amateur opinion. So we're going to look at the betting odds and try and give you a little bit of a better focused uh, system rather than last year's just point system. Yeah, we're definitely going to look at not just picking winners, but bets that make sense. So if it's a track that Toyota has historically dominated at, and there's a bet for Toyota to be the highest finisher. So for Toyota to win the race, that might be something that we give you or a Toyota to finish in the top five, somewhere along there. So it's not just going to be winners, but we're going to find, we're going to look and dive into the, to the odds and what gives you the best value. What's, what's the best bet every week, not just winners. I agree that that is going to be very exciting. Uh, I'm certainly interested to see how we do. Um, we'll be betting along with you, hopefully, and we'll we'll hopefully share in the rewards of that rather than the pain. But NASCAR is an unpredictable sport. To go along with the Talking Stocks Best Bets segment, we're going to add a weekly, weekly driver power ranking. So both Trey and I will give us a top 10 uh, in our point of view of the 10 best drivers on the track at that particular moment. And as the as the season kind of trends along, obviously make adjustments and debate um, and, and move forward from there. Trey, how do you feel about that? segment? Yeah, this is one that I'm really excited to introduce because I think you see a lot like on Twitter and Instagram. You always see power rankings and sometimes they're like the hot topic. You know, somebody made a, a really bold statement putting someone in the top three or even in even just cracking the top 10. Uh, but I think that it can lead to a lot of discussion points and be really interested to hear from the from the listeners what uh, what their thoughts are afterwards and what their power rankings would actually look like. Yeah. And then we'd love the fact that that's an opportunity for you guys to engage with us. The same with talking to stock bets um, to let us know what you guys are feeling, what you're betting on or what you think a driver should be ranked. What we might have ranked too high or, or what have you. But uh, definitely our major mission this year is to, to talk to as many of you as we can. We had pretty good success with that via Twitter DM and our question, which we will continue this year um, for the question for the pod, that is. Um, but we'd love to get the mentions up. We're going to try to attack on a couple different platforms. We've been pretty much exclusively on Twitter as far as social media, unless you want to count YouTube, um, in which case we were really just uploading uh, a, a digital version of this that you could listen to rather than Apple Music or Spotify. So we're going to try and blitz out a little bit more this uh, coming season. But as of right now, you can get us at Talking Stock Pod on Twitter, and we'd love to hear more from you, especially when it comes to this qualifying lap and Talking Stock's best bet segments. Moving to our last new segment um, for this season, it's going to be called the qualifying lap. And Trey, why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, so we're thinking here, as we lead into to the new week, uh, we're going to give you some fast facts about the track uh, and the history of the race, of that upcoming weekend's race. So obviously, you know, the Daytona 500 has so much history. It dates back to the beginning of NASCAR, basically. So we'll talk a little bit about that and, and add in some of our personal experiences at those tracks. Just to let the viewer know, you know, if, if you're a guy that's just a guy or girl that's just started listening to or watching NASCAR, 
um, you might not know that we've gone to a track for the last 30 years, or if this is the first time we've ever been there. So really excited to pass on some of that knowledge and probably even find out some, some new things as we, as we research these tracks ourselves. Yeah. And I think it's a really exciting opportunity for us just as fans to dive into the history and relay it on to you. I, I guess another opportunity for you guys to engage with us, maybe there's something we missed, something we got wrong, or say you live in Iowa, we're going to Iowa. Tell us something we don't know about Iowa. So uh, I think if you guys have any opinions, please, please let us know. And uh, I'm really excited about that segment in particular, because I think it's going to bring up some very interesting conversation, but that's all we have is three new segments. And we're just going to try and hop into 2024. I guess here it was a busy off season, a strange off season. Uh, and, and Trey, there's some talking points that we kind of have jotted down just as a preliminary look before we go into the season. I'm sure everyone's kept up with the news. We're not going to pretend that you guys have been under a rock and we've been very wise since November to give you every bit. But here's some uh, topics that we're sort of passionate about. The first one, Trey, is Legacy Motor Club to Toyota. How do you think that they are going to do in this 24 season? Yes, this announcement came, you know, middle of last season, and we really saw that Legacy Club just have a really bad year. There's no other way to put it. They were just bad pretty much from start to finish. Um, Maybe towards the end, they started picking it up, but there wasn't a whole lot there. And a lot of that was Chevy had kind of passed them off. They were bottom of the barrel. But now that they get to move to Toyota and they're going to be treated as, you know, one of their own. And, you know, now Toyota has three teams. Um, I think that this will be huge for that club. Um, really excited to see uh, John Hunter Nemechek in that 42 now. So really excited to see what he can do. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for this move. Um, for those that might be first-time listeners, uh, we'll get out of the way now. I'm a Denny Hamlin fan, therefore kind of a Toyota JGR fan. Trey, not, we'll call him a JGR sympathist at this point. He's a Kyle Busch fan. He's defected over to RCR. Um, but this is going to be really exciting for me. Um, you kind of look past the clash because that's kind of its own unicorn event. But when we get to Daytona, having another team of Toyotas, I cannot wait to see how this impacts the strategy. Um, the game has changed so much on the super speedways because of the aerodynamics. You're not able to make these moves that, you know, we talk about Earnhardt going from 20th to first place. It's just much harder. It takes more time. And looking at it from the perspective of a, of a Denny Hamlin fan, I think we've been in the mix to win a lot of these super speedway races, but the lack of numbers and manufacturer loyalty, they just keep screwing up the damn money stop and they get way back in the pack and it's over. So I can't wait to see what two more cars does to the field, especially because legacy is, as they mentioned, I forget who exactly said it. Um, I can't remember if it was Jimmy or Eric Jones, but basically said, we're not like 2311. We don't have a partnership. We are with Toyota or an alliance, I should say, with like 2311 and JGR. They are their own partnership with Toyota. They have their connections to Toyota, obviously, but they're on more of a first name basis. And if they can even just succeed half as well as 2311 has, I think they're going to be pretty good this year. I think they have some development time, but I think that they'll be certainly an asset when it comes to the super speedways, especially when it comes to the other Gibbs cars and 2311 cars. Yeah, no, I, I think that bringing a team, obviously it's no longer Petty Motorsports, um, but with with Richard still having a lot of ties to this team, um, i really excited to hopefully see them get back to the level that they once were at. I'm not expecting them necessarily to go out and win a championship this year, but I think that both the 42 and the 43 can be super competitive. 
I agree. And nothing brings a smile on my face quite like a 43 in victory lane. It's really just that that Darlington went a few years ago now was pretty exciting. Uh, looking back retrospectively, even though my guy came up second, um, I really do enjoy seeing the 43 get a win. Moving forward, my all-time favorite driver, his team, uh, Tony Stewart and SH, and we're going to dub it SHJR Motorsports. They add Josh Berry to the four and Noah Gregson to the 10. It's looking familiar for those guys, um, some familiar faces, that is. But I think that they're going to have some momentum with Ford. I like where they're going with that team as far as the names they've added. Noah, kind of a interesting conclusion to his rookie season. I think that this fresh start and break will do him well. Um, that 10 qualified pretty well in a lot of situations. That's no discredit to Eric Almarola not being there anymore. But that 10 still had some speed. Certainly, I would say the second best. It's hard. They had a, such a bad year. I guess they were the second best car to Kevin Harvick. Um, but with Chase Briscoe, Barry, and Gregson, I think that they've got a pretty pretty solid lineup. Um, not to take anything away from Ryan Priest, but I think those other three drivers just have potential to be better than him. Um, and I, I think Josh Berry really has the the medal to be a really solid Cup Series driver and compete for a championship with Rodney Childers. Yeah, we we bashed Stuart Haas a lot last year. I mean, it was almost weekly because they were just that bad that you had to talk about how bad they were. And then they go out. Obviously, Kevin Harvick retires. Eric Almarola. I don't know if he's in partial retirement. I think he's got kind of an alliance now with uh, Joe Gibbs running some Xfinity races kind of a, a weird situation he's got going there, but that's a veteran guy, you know, not cer certainly not one that you'd classify as a superstar in the sport, but that's a big loss and to lose Eric Almarola, uh, but to be replaced with uh, Josh Berry and Noah Gregson, two guys that have a lot of potential in this sport. Uh, it was definitely a, a good off season, good moves for Stuart Haas. Hopefully we see it out on the track now. Yeah, I can't wait for it. Again, such a soft spot, spot in my heart for Tony Stewart. Uh, so I really root for SHR pretty hard. Um, but, you know, it, it, I just think it's going to take time. I mentioned I think Barry and Childers can compete for a championship. That will take time. That won't happen this year. Um, but with the amount of speed that they had in the four, obviously with a Hall of Famer driving it, um, you would hope that they don't take too much of a step back. That was the best car by far in their in their field for SHR. Uh, I think that they'll compete for some wins. It might not be Barry, it might not be Gregson. I mean, I was at Martinsville where it, it's the first Martinsville race where it seemed like Priest winning was a real possibility for the early part of that. So hopefully they get back to victory lane in, in, in decent fashion uh, this year. Chase Briscoe, I think, is another extremely talented driver that I don't want to say underachieved, but I think might have set false expectations in his first year for this year just because they had just no speed. So it's hard to judge, but hopefully they have better action out on the track. But, Trey, that kind of brings us to the uh, Los Angeles Coliseum Clash. Uh, this is the third or fourth year they've been running this back now. It's going to be February 4th, uh, only a couple weeks away now. Trey, what's your feelings going into this event? So, ultimately, I wish that they still did the Clash at Daytona. I mean, that that's how it should be. It's how it always had been. This one's not not that bad though the racing probably isn't the greatest you know you're on a like quarter mile track so like obviously you're not going to see the most out of these cars but i do think from a growing the sport perspective this is a big step uh obviously being in los angeles you're in an area where there's probably not a lot of uh long-term nascar fans that's 
just the way it is, especially the West Coast just doesn't get that kind of following that, you know, the East or, or the South. Um, so excited for that to maybe see some new faces get brought into the sport. But if you're looking for this weekend, for, for February 4th to be exciting racing, you're probably not going to get a whole lot of it. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Uh, from my perspective, especially having watched a few renditions of this event now, and we always talk about this on the show, those are uh, reoccurring listeners, we talk about tracks as God intended, and that's the Brickyard, making it the Brickyard, and Charlotte without the Roval. The class should be in Daytona, and that's just the way it is. But from a perspective of uh, race owners worried about tearing up extra race cars and trying to grow the sport, there's a million and one uh, reasons why they do it. But what this event has really started to come to me as it's a lot like the Hall of Fame game for the NFL uh, where they play in Canton. And it's like, oh, there's football on in the middle of August, and it feels like it's still baseball season. And you're like, oh, yeah, their football season's coming. But it's not really that great of football. None of the good players play. This isn't really a great exhibition of racing in any capacity. It's really just a step above having the hauler parade, in my opinion. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm a fan of the sport. My favorite drivers will be out there. One of my favorite sports will be going on, and I'll definitely be tuned in for it. And like you said, Trey, I don't know it will be the most exciting racing. I think it'll be, uh, you know, bumper cars-ish. But, you know, that's what that event is, and that's how NASCAR feels uh, they best are positioned to move themselves forward uh, as we go into the future. So is what it is. Um, I'm excited for it nonetheless because what it really means at the end of the day is we have another season of stock car racing at our feet. And uh, we just watched Ryan Blaney go to the championship, which was surprising to me. So I'm sure we have another very surprising year uh, ahead for us too. So uh, Trey, I I really can't wait for it. I, I can't wait to work with you for another season, partner. It's going to be really exciting to have you with us. Uh, and I really can't get wait to get uh, cracking on it. So be sure to check us out on Twitter, as I mentioned earlier, at Talking Stock Pod. We don't know where you're rooting from and who you're rooting for. As always, we appreciate you guys tuning in, and we will see you right after the LA Clash. Mm -hmm.